Welcome to the Folktale Project. This is Dan Shaw. This week we're going to start and not finish at all because it is a long story. A brand new tale from the Blue Fairy Book. This is a story that, much like two of our previous tales, The Sleeping Beauty and the Wood and Cinderella, you may have some familiarity with based on the Disney Corporation, but I will warn you that this version of Aladdin is very, very different. In fact, you may not be rooting for Aladdin for quite some time. This is part one of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamp. There once lived a poor tailor who had a son called Aladdin, a careless idle boy who would do nothing but play ball all day long in the streets with little idle boys like himself. This so grieved the father that he died, yet in spite of his mother's tears and prayers, Aladdin did not mend his ways. One day, when he was playing in the streets as usual, a stranger asked him his age and if he was not the son of Mustafa the tailor. I am, sir, replied Aladdin, but he died a long while ago. On this the stranger, who was a famous African magician, fell on his neck and kissed him, saying, I am your uncle and knew you from your likeness to my brother. Go to your mother and tell her I am coming. Aladdin ran home and told his mother of his newly found uncle. Indeed, child, she said. Your father had a brother, but I always thought he was dead. However, she prepared supper and bade Aladdin seek his uncle, who came laden with fruit and wine. He presently fell down and kissed the place where Mustafa used to sit, bidding Aladdin's mother not to be surprised at not having seen him before, as he had been forty years out of the country. He turned then to Aladdin and asked him his trade at which the boy hung his head while his mother burst into tears. On learning that Aladdin was idle and would learn no trade, he offered to take a shop for him and stock it with merchandise. Next day, he bought Aladdin a fine suit of clothes and took him all over the city, showing him the sights and brought him home at nightfall to his mother who was overjoyed to see her son so fine. The next day, the magician led Aladdin into some beautiful gardens a long way outside the city gates. They sat down by a fountain and the magician pulled a cake from his girdle, which he divided between them. They then journeyed onward till they almost reached the mountains. Aladdin was so tired that he begged to go back, but the magician beguiled him with pleasant stories and led him on in spite of himself. At last, they came to two mountains divided by a narrow valley. We will go no further, said the false uncle. I will show you something wonderful. Only do you gather up sticks while I kindle the fire. When it was lit, the magician threw on it a powder he had about him, at the same time saying some magical words. The earth trembled a little and opened in front of them, disclosing a square flat stone with a brass ring in the middle to raise it by. Aladdin tried to run away but the magician caught him and gave him a blow that knocked him down. "'What have I done, uncle?' he said piteously, whereupon the magician said more kindly, "'Fear nothing, but obey me. 
Beneath this stone lies a treasure which is to be yours, and no one else may touch it, so you must do exactly as I tell you. At the word treasure, Aladdin forgot his fears and grasped the ring, and as he was told, saying the names of his father and his grandfather. The stone came up quite easily, and some steps appeared. Go down, said the magician. At the foot of those steps you will find an open door leading into three large halls. Tuck your gown and go through them without touching anything, or you will die instantly. These halls lead into a garden of fine fruit trees. Walk on until you come to a niche in a terrace where stands a lighted lamp. Pour out the oil it contains and bring it to me. He drew a ring from his finger and gave it to Aladdin, bidding him prosper. Aladdin found everything as the magician had said, gathered some fruit off the trees, and having got the lamp, arrived at the mouth of the cave. The magician cried out in a great hurry, Make haste and give me the lamp. This Aladdin refused to do until he was out of the cave. The magician flew into a terrible passion, and throwing some more powder onto the fire, he said something, and the stone rolled back into its place. The magician left Persia forever which plainly showed that he was no uncle of Aladdin's, but a cunning magician who had read in his magic books of a wonderful lamp which would make him the most powerful man in the world. Though he alone knew where to find it, he could only receive it from the hand of another. He had picked out the foolish Aladdin for this purpose, intending to get the lamp and kill him afterwards. For two days Aladdin remained in the dark, crying and lamenting, at last he clasped his hands in prayer, and in doing so rubbed the ring which the magician had forgotten to take from him. Immediately, an enormous and frightful genie rose out of the earth, saying, What wouldst thou do with me? I am the slave of the ring, and will obey thee in all things. Aladdin fearlessly replied, Deliver me from this place. Whereupon the earth opened, and he found himself outside. As soon as his eyes could bear the light, he went home, but fainted on the threshold. When he came to himself, he told his mother what had passed, and showed her the lamp and the fruits he had gathered in the garden, which were, in reality, precious stones. He then asked for some food. Alas, child, she said, I have nothing in the house, but I have spun a little cotton, and will go and sell it. Aladdin bade her keep her cotton, for he would sell the lamp instead. As it was very dirty, she began to rub it that it might fetch a higher price. Instantly, a hideous genie appeared and asked what she would have. She fainted away, but Aladdin, snatching the lamp, said boldly, Fetch me something to eat. The genie returned with a silver bowl, twelve silver plates containing rich meats, two silver cups, and two bottles of wine. Aladdin's mother, when she came to herself, said, Whence comes this splendid feast? Ask not, but eat, replied Aladdin. So they sat at breakfast till it was dinner time, and Aladdin told his mother about the lamp. She begged him to sell it and have nothing to do with devils. No, said Aladdin. Since chance hath made us aware of its virtues, we will use it, and the ring likewise, which I shall always wear on my finger. When they had eaten all the genie had brought, Aladdin sold one of the silver plates, and so on, until none were left. He then had recourse to the genie, who gave him another set of plates, and thus they lived for many years. And that is the end of part one of Aladdin and the Wonderful Lamb. And 
so far, we're tracking fairly close to the Disney story, although here Aladdin is not an orphan, but rather he just has no father. But we do have a magician who is tricking Aladdin into trying to procure the lamp for him, and we do have a genie. We'll find out on Wednesday where things start to change. This is Dan Scholes for The Folktale Project. Don't forget that you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Overcast, anywhere you like to get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Folktale Project. You can find us on Auto Radio, TuneIn Radio, iHeart Radio, Spotify, anywhere you like to listen. And you can always head over to folktaleproject.com where you'll find a new story waiting for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. As always, thank you so much for listening.